gentlemen, welcome to the first ever 413 Keeper League Get to Know podcast. Today, our special guest is none other than the esteemed and sometimes controversial GM of the Little Debs, Brad Brothers. This is our first podcast uh, doing it this style, so bear with us. We're going to try and work through the kinks here. Hopefully, this will be a success, but bear with us. And after the jump, we're going to get right into the questions. All right, so I'm here with Brad Brothers of the Little Debs. Brad, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Commissioner. Happy to be here. So Brad is an original member of the league since 2014. Uh, He's had a lot of success in fantasy over the years. He won the championship, the Keeper League, in 2016 and made it to the championship game last year, but did come up a little short. But even dating back to our days in Points League, where Brad at one point had won four out of four championships in eight years, I believe. So too many to count. Too we are in the count. presence. We are in the presence of a of a true legend here. So, without further ado, we're going to get right into the questions. So, Brad, this first section is broken down into questions about your team and the Debs. So, let's see. Question number one: The Debs have been a competitive team in this league year after year. What is the strategy for your team, and how are you able to keep winning? In- uh, putting out a successful product on the field? Good question. Um, I built around just solid players. I don't take risks. I take calculated risks. Um, and I don't go for the home run guys. You guys know my approach. I'm not a big name guy. I don't like the stands and the judges of the world. And uh, it's worked out well for me. Now, obviously you've had a great pitching staff throughout the years. And you're actually the only team in the league that has two original members of your team still on your on your roster, and they've never left, and that's Max Scherzer and Corey Kluber. But obviously now those pitchers, they've been successful with you in the past. They are getting a little old. So are you concerned at all about the inevitable aging of your pitching staff and their declining trade value at the moment? Absolutely. Um, Scherzer has been a top ace for so many years now, but just the wins, he struggles to get in the win column, and it just kills me. Um, there actually are rumors circling around about Scherzer getting traded to the Red Sox, believe it or not, um, which I think would be great and rejuvenate his career. Um, Kluber, I think, will come back. I think his days of being a top three guy are going to dwindle, but I think he'll still be top 15, which is very serviceable in our league. But Scherzer's the Tom Brady of, of uh, baseball, to my opinion, and uh, I think Scherzer's got a couple, five good years left in him, if you can believe that. So uh, to expand that Kluber a little bit, right now he's obviously struggled this year. He's on the DL. Probably won't come back until sometime in maybe August or September. Do you s- still think of him as a keeper going into 2020? I do. I do. He's a ride-or-die guy. You don't get rid of those guys. It's like the ride-or-die girls. You know, you keep them around. You can't just kick them. It's tough. It's tough. But I do see him as a keeper. Just given his track record, I can't just throw a guy away like that. Now, going to the opposite end of the spectrum there in terms of age, you do have some young talent on the team, most notably Ronald Acuna Jr. How valuable is he to the future of your franchise? He's the face. He's the face. He's the coon that everyone wants. The keeper, ace of the franchise, everyone wants him. He could be dealt. 
I, there is a possibility. I've, I've heard rumors that he that he may be being shopped. He is on the market. Um, it's going to take a boatload to get him, just because he is the one young guy that we really have, and uh, we're not willing to part with. But um, for the right offer, anyone's available. That's what a true GM is. We don't sit on guys past their prime. Notably, there's a couple of GMs in the league who have done that, um, got no return on their value, and they ha- they're happy getting ribbons for third and fourth place. Uh, won't name any names, but I think everyone can kind of tell who I'm talking about. Yeah, we could come up with our own. Yeah, we couple. can make our own assumptions on okay. who, who, uh, who you're referring to. Okay. So since you have been a member in this league uh, since 2014, the inaugural season, you've seen a lot of changes within the league. Um, you've seen a lot of good things happen, a lot of questionable things happen. Do you think that right now the league is as strong as it's ever been? I do. I do. I love the controversy. Um, there's been a lot of it. It, it, Too much at some at yeah. Sometimes there's too much. But at the end of the day, the league has life. Um, I know some members hate each other, love each other. It's a give and take. But overall, I don't think... I, I'm trying to remember a, a league that had this much back and forth. But at the end of the day, everyone, except for one GM, cares about saying they're lined up and winning on a weekly basis. Um, so I'm always happy about that. And I wish that one GM would just step up. But I know it's asking a lot of him. Um, so we'll just end it there. Can anything be done to improve the league going forward? Or what would you like to see done? I think the CBA, we, there's just so many things that came out of it that I'm still not sure if it was a positive or a negative for the league. Um, I don't love, what, do we finish three years? We're going to do another two or yeah, three? Yeah, so at the end of the 2021 season, we will uh, go back to the CBA and, and talk about it again. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it. Um I wish more commissioners had time to to post things and do like a, like a power ranking just because there's 10 guys, there's 10 of us that can, I mean, let's think, it takes an hour out of our, our day to do something once a month to post. It's not asking a lot. It takes a little bit off the commissioner's plate. And I think uh, that'd be something that'd be valuable to the league just because a lot of us are like, a lot of us are new. Like I don't, I know Cam now, but when Cam first came in, or even Joe. Joe's new to a lot of the guys. They don't know Joe. Like, it's a good way for you to get a vibe and make friends and talk shit. But at the end of the day, it's a brotherhood. And I think the league's running well. But I think every GM could step up and do a little bit more to make this top league. Now, going back um, to your high school and college days, when you were uh, you played some competitive baseball in high school and also in college at AIC with the legendary Nick Collini, do you think... Um, do you or going back to that? What do you think your average would have been in the four one three keeper league scoring system? That's a very good question. Shit. One GM said maybe like a four point five oh, to God. a five a game. Oh no! Oh no! High school, high school, yes. College, God no. College, I was like probably a two. Um, high school, I'd I'd probably say like five six. There was a couple years I just absolutely raked. Um, but again, that's like that's like how some of our guys value Vlad Jr. I mean, it's minor league ball. I'm I'm averaging five points a game in the minors. And then you go to college, kinda like semi pro for you, and I'm just struggling out the gate, never get it going. And uh so unlike some GMs, I don't value my pro value anywhere near as high as some people do for their for their rookies. So uh, but high school it's like playing double triple A. Some guys 
you know how we have a couple guys in our league who think, oh, they're hitting 400 in double Absolutely. A. Mm-hmm. They're going to average seven points when they get to the pros. It doesn't happen that way, boys. Yeah. I don't think it ever has. So, uh, does being a former college baseball player help you as a fantasy GM at all? Um, no, I don't think it does. Um, I mean, I look at I look at what pro has been able to do. Pro didn't play college baseball, he didn't play high school baseball. But if you know the game and you know how the players and you know how the system works, you can always build a good team. And I think pro is the the model of that of not playing high school or college baseball, but being able to recognize talent and what fantasy specific means because there's a lot of guys that if I was building an actual baseball team I would never want my fan on my team but because their fantasy value bumps them that much up more so I don't think that has any relevance no so that does it for the uh, the team specific questions now we're going to move on to a lot of the questions that many of the GMs are uh, most concerned with because we've got quite a few questions about um, about this next topic and that is Questions about other league members. Oh boy. So we'll start off with a with a relatively even keeled one. Uh, Brad, as a proven champion, who do you think are the three th- threats to worry about, and the three teams you don't have to worry about? So we'll start with the threats first. Obviously, Joe's got the best team in the league. Everyone understands that. Um, it's going to take a lot for anyone to match him. Uh, second threat, got to be pro. I mean, at the end of the day, the kid can wheel and deal and make his team work, even if he's got shit eight always, weeks into the season. Yeah, he can he's make. Always, he's always there at the end. He's always in the contention. Always. Yeah. Even when he blows it up. I think last year, didn't he blow it up in week four? And then, sure enough, ended up. Yeah, he just somehow always figures out. He a figures way. it out. Figures it he out. He gets the right guys at the right time. He does. And then the third team. Whew. Tough one. Tough one. Exactly. I would say. I would say Pete, but after Jim took over that team, holy shit, you talk about an absolute fucking blow-up. That I think that team dropped far in the power ranking. So I I think he's got a good team, but I wouldn't rank him. If Pete was still in the league, Pete would be number three. Um, But because Jim blew that team up, I don't view him as a huge threat right now. Um, Jordan, absolutely not. Mike, we know Mike's value as a GM. All right, so now, so that was the first, or no, I so you said two, yeah, you said two. I don't see a third right now. Wow. I don't see a third. Don't see a third. I don't see a third. There's not a third team that, so it's, you're saying that it's you, Pro, and, and uh, Joe for the no, show. No, I, I don't even, no, no, I'm not saying that at, at all. I think Joe is clearing away the number one. I don't think any team really has a shot unless they're willing to sacrifice their future for one-year rentals. Somebody's got to pay. Somebody's got to pay, yep, to compete with Joe. All right, so now let's move on to the three teams you're least worried about this year. Uh, number one, obviously, for you, has got to be pretty obvious. Uh, Ram Holes. Yeah. Ram Holes are number one. Um, waste of waste of a team in some, some, some regard. Love the kid and love the GM, but just... We'll get we'll get to him. Yeah, we'll get to I, him I, I, won't, I won't expand on that <laughs> one then. Um, second one... Probably would have to be Cam right now, even though his team did beat me early in the year. He has the ability to put up points, but I'm not worried about him in the playoffs for a two-week series. And the third, honestly, and this may come as a shocker, but just because of his pitching he has right now and the innings cap, would be Jordan. Because if 
I think Jordan's got a good team for the future, but with the innings cap issue he's going to have, a lot of his guys are going to be shut down. He's going to be in a hard spot of does he trade them or does he sit on them and burn a, a, a spot on his roster for the playoffs, which you can't. I mean, we all have been around the league long enough. You can't have guys put up donuts, especially in the SP spot. So that's my three. But I think Jordy has the biggest future out of all of them. Um, but right now, with the makeup of his team, I just don't see them being strong in the playoffs due to innings caps. So there's going to be some questions on all three of those teams coming up a little later. And actually, we're going to get to one of them right now uh, in regards to Cam. So Cam is obviously a very polarizing GM. Uh, some people hate him. Some people don't. Or some people love him. You've been a big proponent for Cam and a big defender of Cam uh, throughout this year. And in a couple weeks ago, there was that controversy with Team Ramrod trading uh, for pitchers on Sunday, which Cam said was very unethical. You actually agreed that you could have that you could see it as unethical as well. So tell us why you thought those trades could be considered unethical. I think it's just teaming up against one guy. Um, I mean, that's never happened in league history before that all of a sudden we deal for everyone on a Sunday. And as much as I think it's unethical, it's, it's fair game. Um, and if anything, one owner just buried himself that much lower in the depth chart. I mean, when you're 10, there's not much lower you can go, but this owner found a way to do it. Um, and he's willing to sacrifice that for one win out of the year, which... At the end of the day, that's his choice. But uh, That was his World Series. Yeah, it's his World Series, but that's pretty sad when you've been in the league, I think, since day one. He was part of the original, correct? The he original was. owner? He made it to the championship game in, in the first year and lost by one point. Okay, so after that, it's been rock bottom for that organization. And uh, Again, uh, this, this is Cam. I, I, I think that trade, I think those trades maybe, yes, had some unethical piece about them. But at the end of the day, it's fair game. He, anyone can do that. Um, and thankfully, we have a trade deadline that eliminates that after a certain point. So we don't have to worry about that in the playoffs or any garbage. So and, that's my uh, feeling on that. So what is, what is it exactly about Cam? What do you see in Cam that causes you to be, be in his corner? What do you like about him? See, this is why. This is, a, this is a loaded question because I'm not in Cam's corner every single time. I like Cam because I think Cam brings a lot of fire to the league that a lot like the um, a couple of old GMs that we had just didn't have um, and I like that about Cam I think Cam is young and I think he has a lot of learning to do which I think he already has grown a little bit this season but I look back and how we were when we were all of our early 20s and we were all douchebags um, Cam takes it to the extreme sometimes uh, but overall I think I see a lot of Cam uh, in us when we were younger and uh, that's what I think about Cam. But again, I'm not in his corner, so that's kind of a loaded question. But I think Cam has brought back the fire to this league that this league needed. And um, you would like to see him continue to be in this Yes, league. I would. I would. I would. I think he needs to grow up a little bit, which I think he's taken strides to this year. Because um, he has a, a slice of humble pie. But I do like him as a, as a GM in this league, and I hope he does continues in the future. So you already talked about Team Ramrod a little bit. Um, everybody, it's well-known knowledge that you and Raymond have a uh, kind of a fiery and it's new, relatively new rivalry this year. Um, give us your thoughts on Shane as, not as a person, but as just a GM and an owner. Not much to say. I mean, you're talking about a guy who went from one point in the championship to 
just settling for lousy teams. Finished 15 and four in that season. Yeah, that's a great season. But after that, I mean, I, I you'd have to pull the records. But trades have done him in. Trades have done him in, and he, I just don't know if he's not a baseball guy. I know he sniffed a little bit at Helms, but um, I just I question a lot of what he's doing as a GM and his future in the league and. Um, I mean, this just extends beyond this league. I, I play with him, and we played with him in points for a while, and then we have him uh, playing with him in the league in uh, categories, and it's just bottom-of-the-barrel finishes. At some point, you got to say to yourself, is this for me? So do you do you think it's an effort problem or a knowledge problem for him? Both. Both. If he, had, if he put effort in to gain the knowledge, he could do that. But again, that's asking a lot from a shit bum. Um, well, right now he, I mean, he, he's too busy. See, this, I'll, I'll, I'll explain this a little bit. When you're thinking more about getting a ring that you have to return than you are about your actual keeper league that's always going to be a keeper, when your girlfriend's not a keeper, that's the problem. That's what you need to think about. So do you think there's a correlation that if, if you can't choose keepers in real life, it affects, you can't choose keepers in fantasy? Oh, is that kind of the correlation? That is absolutely perfect. I could not have said that better myself. When you struggle in your real life to what's a keeper and what's not, and you can't cut bait with some, that's, that's, that's an issue. Yeah. That's an issue. That certainly seems to be. Uh, that's like, oh, that'd be like me keeping you Darvish on my roster. I mean, it's just at some point you got to say enough. You, you is tried, you tried it for a while. You tried it for a while. I did, I did, but thankfully, I dumped him before I bought the ring. Yeah, bought the ring. Yep. Yeah. So Shane does have. He sold the boat, or he sold a few people to beat beat Cam that week. He beat him. Now he's gone back to his original plan of of all young guys, and he does have a lot of young talent on the team right now. Do you not? Do you really not understand his strategy? Because there's been some controversy in the group chat. Do you really not understand the strategy, or is that just a ploy to stir the pot? I think I understand it more than he does. So that's really where that question sets. Okay. I think I know more about what he's trying to do than what he does, and he's just making a mockery of what he's trying to do. So do you think his team right now is worse off than it was before he beat Cam in Week 5? Or do you think his team was better than, than it is now? Um, no, his last couple pickups have been actually good. Um, but he has been very good. Yeah, he, and he has. He traded me for uh, Chavez, who's going to be a good player. Mm-hmm. But um, I just I get frustrated with the lack of you drafted guys who are in double A who are not going to sniff the pros, and you're not going to keep them. So why waste it? Like, stay competitive. That's That's what worries me about. The way Murphy has constructed his team is the league competitiveness, and that's what bothers me. So there's no bad blood. I just wish that he would set a competitive lineup, even with him trying to rebuild. So um, hopefully he takes the hint, and I think he has. He's actually putting together a team on a weekly basis. He's now setting his lineup, so maybe we have a new Shane. Making strides. Yeah, making strides. All right, now we're going to move on to one of the league's, as a total, favorite GM. And that's going to be Mike Gloucester. So favorite, easy does it. Favorite, favorite to, to pick on maybe. Oh, okay, it's too easy to give shit to. Uh, 
So can you give it? Can you talk about Mike a little bit uh, as as an owner and not a person? What do you What do you think about him as a GM? Clueless, absolutely clueless. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy who just has the highest. I mean, think about the trades that he's sending this offseason. We're talking Abreu, George Springer. George Springer's a very good this year, though. I appreciate it. Very good. appreciate it. He's on, I picked him up late rounds. I mean, he's, I mean, he's one of the top guys in fantasy. He's number, he was number one outfielder, I think, for yeah. a while. Um, hurt now, out four to eight weeks, something like that. But overall, very happy with him. Um, and then the third shit bum in that trade was Corey Seager. And Mike is just... That is that is the epitome of Mike Gloucester's team. Is he thinks Corey Seager is the is God's gift. That's all you need to know. That is all you need to know. End of story. Corey Seager is like a top tier shortstop in his mind, and it just it baffles me. And that is all that sums up Mike Gloucester's team. Well, this next question about Mike is uh, it's a little it's a multiple choice question from this GM. And, multiple uh, choice. Yeah, it's multiple choice, and this question is. Would you rather watch paint dry for an hour or listen to Mike Gloucester talk baseball? And the options are A, yes, B, no, or C, too far. C. This, too far. That's, that's, that's too, too far. far. It is. That's too far. All right, we'll move on to the next, what's the next question. Okay, thank you. That was, that, that was still rattled from that This question. one, yeah. This one, do you need a minute? Yeah. This next one is about another GM who you consider not, not a threat, and that's going to be your own cousin. Jordy! Jordy. So the first question um, for you, actually, we'll get to we'll get to a personal question about him at the end of the interview. But right now, we're just gonna talk about his team. Um, do you think that uh, he has built a team to contend this year? And then the second part of that question, or you could answer it first, is do you think he'll end the year with a winning record? What's his record right now? I think he's four and three, about to be five and three. Yeah, he's gonna beat me. There's nineteen weeks of regular season. Nineteen weeks. So we're yeah. Through eight. Yeah, I think he. I think he finishes right around 500, maybe a game above 500. He finishes 10 and 9, um, maybe 11 and 8. So he'll, he'll go basically he'll 5 go above, and 6, yeah. 6 and 5. He'll, go, he'll go above 500 for the rest of the year. Do I think he has a chance at winning this year? No. Um, again, it goes back to the innings cap with his pitchers. If he had season guys, um, he's going to be in a tight spot, especially when he has Severino and uh, Clevenger coming off the DL. Um, he's got a lot of, I don't want to say mid-tier, upper mid-tier guys that he's going to have to decipher of who he's going to keep and who he's going to drop. And that's going to be difficult um, because one wrong move for that will hurt him. But at the end of the day, if Paddock and uh, a couple of his other young pitchers get innings caps on him, he's screwed because he, he's not going to drop them. He's going to be in a tough spot. Team uh, for the future, though. Team for the future. Yeah, he's definitely got a lot of... He's got Barrios, too? He's got Barrios, too? No, Jim's got Barrios. Yeah, okay. That was one of their multiple swaps. They were talking about. No, I think they were. The oh, they, um, yes, but he's, yes, he's, 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 yes. Uh, all right, you know what? We're just going to ask the personal questions now because there's one that follows this. Uh, next question is: Do you expect to be in the wedding party for the marriage of Jordan and Shaq? No. Fair enough. Please, and don't, then, Jordy, don't do it. Don't and, do it. And then, last question about Jordan is. Um, as his cousin, what is it like having a wigger as a as a uh, first cousin? Well, you know, this all stems back to I never really, never really thought about Jordy as a wigger until this uh, time at my old house when 
Jordy walked to the door. I think one pant leg up, one pant leg down. He was he was he had to have been 17, 17 18, 18 that time. probably picking up alcohol. That's exactly what he was doing. Okay, yeah. Um, Illegal activities. Yeah. And I mean it wasn't my alcohol, I think Mike bought it for him, but um so I don't think Mike had ever met her before because that was the first night and that was when Mike called him a wigger. Yeah, and that, that's what it stems from. I mean, I never really thought about him being a wigger until Mike's like, hey, is that Brad's cousin? Yeah, the kid looks like a wigger. Do you think it, do you think it was an accurate depiction? At that point, yes. I think Jordy's come a long way. Um, yeah. He still has wigger styles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, a little dresses a little bit like a hood or wink sometimes, but overall, he's a good kid. Good kid. But I hope I am not invited because I hope there is no wedding party for Shaq. Please, Jordy, don't do it. This next one, you're you're gonna like this next one. It's uh, this one's gonna be about Neil, who's one of your one of your favorite GMs in the league, as where everybody's aware of. So, if Neil were a porn category, which category would he be, and why? Oh, that is a very hard question. Um, if so, Neil, all the categories. There's so many of them now. Probably a bukkake, um, and he'd just be yelling, "It's too much! Too much! Stop! Too much!" Um, that'd probably be the one. If I had a choice, that'd be it. Okay. It's too much. So too far. Uh, all right, right. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on to the next one. Do you think that some owners in the league base their league group chat comments um, and their analysis of players and teams depending on uh, whether they have a winning record or a losing record and if they're having a good week or a bad week? Because a lot of people will be silent unless they, they've won a matchup or they're winning a matchup. And then when they're, they're in the midst of a losing streak, it'll just it'll be crickets. Go quiet. It'll yeah. be crickets. Yeah, go quiet. Um... Yeah, I think I think a lot of people do that in the league. I know we're all getting older, we're getting busier now and stuff, which always has an impact. But at the end of the day, I always think like we always are. We always have to hear about people winning week five, week five heroes, and week seven. But I mean, I think the league at the end of the day knows its place. So if you win something in this league, you earn every right to talk shit to everyone. But until you do that, the the GMs who just yap all the time just they need to realize like. They're yapping for no fucking reason. You're a week six hero. Who fucking cares? Win a ship before you open your mouth. And the list of the list of people that have won this league, so it's been five seasons, and the list of people that have actually won a championship of active members is very slim. It's, it's two, you, bro. me, and pro. Yeah, three. I won first year, pros won twice, you won one, and Pete won the other time. So that's three of ten members. Three There's been people that have been close a lot, but yeah. have not. And that's why. Until you get... Me. Until you... You can say I'm a champion. You really have no right to talk shit to anyone in the group chat. But once you get there, you can chirp forever. One championship is all it takes. Yeah, once you win, you win forever. Exactly. Uh, if you had to choose one team right now that you think would um, would likely suffer a huge upset and get knocked out in the first round of the playoffs, which team would you would you bank on? Jordy, just because of the record. Absolutely because of the record right now. Rolling five and three. Um, but again. Playoffs are going to come around. He's going to have big issues. And I honestly, I'm hoping he finishes first place in his division. I finish seventh in mine. And I'll be in cupcakes in week one of the fucking playoffs. So, feed me, baby. 
Do you think uh, the high rollers are going to be sellers come trade deadline, or do you think that with this win over Ramrod, uh, they'll get on a little winning streak and, and see them moving towards the top? Good question. Um, it could go both ways. I I could see them doing either just because the quality of the team is still there. It's always been there to go on a run. And we know the record doesn't always indicate the success and, or not success, but the quality of the team. And that's a certain thing for this team this year. But um, mm -hmm. Commissioner G or GM Jones loves to think about the future. Um, and I'm shocked he hasn't picked up Ian Kinsler this year. If he did, he may have a, a two and five record right now. I did pick up Hunter Pence though. Okay, so that's a start. And he, he's been very good. It, and since you picked him up, are you one and zero? When did you pick him up? Uh, no, I'm going to be one and one since I picked him up. Look at the difference. Yeah, look I've hunted already. So um, he was on my team in 2014 when I won a championship. That's what I mean. Sometimes you need to dig back in the old archives to get a feel good for yourself and. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, I think this commission thinks about the long term and your deals for a keeper. Um, got a lot of upgrades for someone who's willing to go all in. And uh, again, it goes back to just copying yourself to Joe's team. And if you can't compete this year with them, what's the point of selling out for one player? Um, or excuse me, why is the point of keeping all your, your rental guys when you can get one player? Which I think at the end of the day, that's what the uh, cleaning all-stars do. High rollers. High rollers, excuse me. <laughs> Wrong league. Uh, what fantasy team this year, this is the last member question. Uh, what fantasy team this year reminds you most of the 2004 Cowboy Up Red Sox roster? Meaning, uh, what team has like a funky, like fun kind of uh, vibe to it, but still winning approach? It's a tough question. Gotta be Neil. Gotta be Neil. And you know the player that reminds me of Cowboy Up the most, and not really Cowboy Up, but a player that is from the 2004 Red Sox, I believe? Jan Mankata and Mark Belhorn. Think about the comparisons. Yeah. Strike out five times, hit a home run. Strike out five times, hit a home run. Um, but Neil's finally made some moves that Cowboyed him up in the rankings this year, so I, I think Neil's probably got the closest team to that. So that does it for the member questions. We are just about to cross the 30-minute mark of the podcast. Wow, wow, so wow, wow, wow. We, there's not that many personal questions to finish out, but there are some good ones. Definitely some good ones. So uh, let's just start off. And and cherry, cherry. The league, the league deserves to know, is KA still in the picture? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it, I have not seen KA... Since February, I got a blow drop from her. Um, but after that, I hadn't seen her since like last August, I believe. Um, so Kay will always be in the picture. She's a great rebound girl. Um, does the job. Is a two-hole player, three-hole player. Um, all you can ask for. All you can ask for. So yes, Kay is in the picture. Kay probably will always be in the picture. Um, until I settle down, so I don't know what do that you, will be. Do but. you think she's waiting for you to settle down with her? Oh, absolutely, yes. People live in Lexi. She, she still has not picked up on that. It's not going to happen. No, no. Good girl. Good I feel, girl. Bad, feel bad for her. Um, all right, moving on to the next one. Have you slept with Michaela in the previous 12 months? No. 
I have not slept with Michaela in the previous 12 months. Have you had any contact with her in the previous 12 months? Yeah, a couple times. A couple times. Nothing sexual, though. What do you think about the recent, um, the recent picture that was posted to the group chat that she's possibly engaged now? Seems, it seems nobody seems to know who, yeah, who the but, guy is. But at the same time, I mean, just hearing conversations she had with Jim about kids and marriage and she's she, that's she was looking what, to make a move she's too. hungry for that yeah she was looking she's to make hungry a move for that and if she finds something that she thinks makes sense she's the type of girl that'll get on it quick she does not think twice about getting on top and going after it so well we we wish her all the best here from yeah i'm still we're still vegas odd still has jim as the favorite for the guy i mean mm-hmm. we'll see what happens i don't think it is but she knows where to find him <laughs> She does know where to find them. All right. Um, some. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through this question. Some members of the league. Some members of the league have reported that you have similar facial structures to Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Would you agree with this observation? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I haven't seen Mrs. Doubtfire since I was five. So, maybe. I, I, you know, I can't picture I, can, I can certainly see some of the similarities, absolutely. absolutely. I guess they're there. I don't know. I haven't seen Mrs. Yeah, I, Doubtfire. I never, I never thought about it until I got this question. Yeah. It's absolutely there. <laughs> it's still there. It's still there. It's still it's there, still I there. guess. Yeah, I don't, I, going, going back to the last question, it's still there. Yeah, it's still it's there. It's still there. It'll always be there. And... This is going to be the last question before we round things out, and then we're going to end it with um with a quote clo- a quote from GM Shane Murphy. Ooh, he sent me a ooh, sent me boy. a quote that he wanted me to read to the league uh, in one of his questions. So, but before that last question, it has been made quite public that you are debating condoms versus no condoms on your upcoming cruise that you and Jim embark on this coming Friday. That's it. What uh what advice would you give to your high school? Uh, baseball players on this matter if they have similar questions come prom night let it fly don't worry about it you're 18 you got nothing to worry about I mean we all did it when we were 18 we were all letting it fly everywhere not thinking about the consequences can't worry about that shit when you're 18 you got no job no no kids at the time you don't have a house to worry about you have kids at the time yeah but you're not worried worried about that you're 18 years old I mean I'm just trying to think of 18 I that was never a worry. It should have been a major worry, but you can't live worrying life like that. You're never going to enjoy it. So you got to let it fly. All right. And then, uh, well, Brad, thank you for, for taking the time out of your day to, to answer these questions. I hope that, uh, that everybody listening enjoys it as much as we did. As much as we did uh, recording it. But anyways, now back to the uh, the quote from GM Shane Murphy that he wanted me to uh, to add here. And I quote, I've never been more competitive than this year. Prior to this year, I was just happy to be in the league to stay friends with all you fine gentlemen. I was never much into strategy or doing research. This year, I'm constantly on my phone reading and absorbing all the info I can. I did a lot of research this offseason. It shows I did, being that I actually drafted Keston, Austin, Riley, and Woodruff, who I was laughed at for drafting them. Look at him now, one of the hottest pitchers in baseball. I bet most GMs never heard of him until I uttered his name. 
My point is, although I'm not, although I'm not winning this year, I've never once competed as hard as I am now. Winning season, winning seasons are soon to come, and I, I'd like to point out how I was laughed at for drafting Verlander first pick in Cam's league. People shit on me. I knew he was going to have a monster year. He gets better with age, just like his fastball gets faster later. He goes in games. I think I know a little more about the game than most people think I do. End quote. Brad, any last uh, thoughts on on that revealing and uh, jarring quote? You just wasted 30 seconds of my life that I will never get back. So thank you for asking that question. Thank you, Shane, for submitting it. Um, just It's just a waste of time. That's all I got. All right, that will, uh, that will wrap up the, the podcast. We will be on, hopefully... Oh, and I'm sorry, there, there is one more question. There is one more question, and it pertains to this quote. My fault for, for, for getting it. Uh, Brad, how does it feel being Shane Murphy's fantasy baseball, G, uh, fantasy baseball daddy? Wow. GM daddy. I mean, I tried to get his mom to go ATM, but she just wanted to go ATP, so this is what we got. So I'll end it on that. Tried my best, ATM, but she only wanted ATP. All right, and that'll uh, that'll wrap it up. So we're done our first ever four one three keeper league get to know podcast with the little devs. This will be posted shortly. Hopefully, next week we will have one for you as well. The team will be to be decided, but uh, I hope all listening enjoyed it. And I'm open to any constructive criticisms. I know the, the quality may not have been the best, but hopefully things will get better. And that's a wrap. So have a good night. Take it easy, boys. Peace.